0: Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author, Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. I have to hand it to the devil. He's made right and wrong almost interchangeable. He's removed the barriers separating those two elements of life, and we're stuck in the middle, not sure what to do and where to turn for help. Well, Dr. Jennings is here today via Skype to provide the information we need to begin knowing how to tell right from wrong. This is not necessarily easy, but it is doable. Dr. Jennings, how do we begin this process? That's a great question. And and if you look around the world,
1: before I actually go into this, um, have you noticed that some people are actually better at making consistent healthy choices than other people. This is true, this is true, yeah. Okay, and so when we look at that, there are methods in how people make their decisions, and some methods are consistently more reliable in bringing more reasonable and healthy outcomes than other decisions. And in big principle, a person who's thoughtful and reflects is better than a person who acts impulsively Mm -hmm. on just emotion. Mm That's in big principle. And I think most people see that. Well, it's better to think about it and contemplate before one just reacts on what you feel like in the moment. Right. I think yeah. most people get that. Mm-hmm. But then once you start thinking, there are seven different levels of how people determine when they're thinking about how do you tell whether something's right or wrong or not. And that type of decision-making is called moral decision-making. What's right, what's wrong. And I wanna run through very briefly, and then we can process application of how we apply that. But what What are these seven levels of moral decision-making? And you will see that there's a natural maturity that children at a certain age naturally are at the most immature or childlike levels, and we are to grow up as we mature, just like we grow up physically. But here we go. M- level one, most basic level, is reward and punishment. Something is deemed to be right if you get a reward for it, and it's wrong mm-hmm. if you get punished for it. Hmm. This is the most basic level of determining right or wrong. And this would be the level of a slave, avoiding the whip and, and, and getting praised. Level Two is marketplace exchange. This is the quid pro quo. Right is determined by an equitable agreement between parties. You do something for me in return of some agreed upon value in exchange. Level three, right and wrong is determined by social conformity. Social conformity, determined by a consensus of the peer group. This would be a child saying to the parent, Well, mom, everyone else is doing it. It might nice. be right. It must be right. <laughs> okay level four is law and order. Right and wrong is determined by a codified system of external rules and external or supposedly impartial judges who oversee and enforce the punishments for breaking those rules. Hmm. Level five, love for other people. Right and wrong is determined not by the rules, but by what's actually in the best interest of the other people. Example, a person operating at level five in the 1940s and 50s in America would treat African Americans equally, even though Jim Crow laws Mm -hmm. discriminated. Mm -hmm. They would ignore those laws because those laws are a level four operation where level five says these are equal people. We love them and treat them with equality. Level six is principled based living. This is understanding the protocols or design laws, you might say the laws of health, the laws of physics, upon which life is designed to operate and choosing to live in harmony with them. So, for instance, a person operating at level six would recognize that a state can make marijuana or tobacco legal but they can never make those things healthy. Hmm. And so a level six would recognize, oh, okay, even though it's legal in my state, I still won't use it. A level four or below thinker yes. would think, yes. okay, well, it's legal now. If it's legal, there's nothing wrong with it. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they, they view the only consequence to marijuana is being arrested or prosecuted rather than what's actually happening to the brain and body. And then level seven is understanding friend of God, not only love for other people, not only understanding God's design laws upon which reality is built to operate, but understanding and intelligently participating in God's purposes. Mm. That's an understanding friend of God. Absolutely. And so you can see, uh, maybe I'll give you a quick example of how these work. Let's consider toothbrushing or teeth brushing. Okay. A, a child at level one, uh, why is it right or wrong to brush your teeth? Well, because at level one, if I don't brush, I'll get punished, and if I do, mommy will praise me. Mm -hmm. But I've seen this in my own grandchildren. They move very quickly from level one to level two. Let's make a deal. Mom, if I brush my teeth, will you read me a bedtime story? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or the parent may incite that. Hey, if you brush your teeth, I'll read you a bedtime story. So now we're we're not doing it under threat of punishment, we're doing it for the deal. Mm -hmm. Level three, it's right to brush your teeth so you'll be accepted at school. It's wrong because you'll be teased. Mm -hmm. Level four, your home has a codified behavior contract for adolescent behavior, and not only do you have to clean up your room, uh, but you also have to brush your teeth every day, and if you do, you keep your cell phone and your iPad, and if you don't, you lose it for a day. So you do it, so you keep your privileges. Level five, love for other people, you recognize that if you don't brush your teeth, that, that it will inconvenience your parents to have to take you to the dentist and pay dental bills. And because you love your parents, you don't want to hurt them or inconvenience them, so you brush them because you love your parents. Level six, you understand the second law of thermodynamics, even if you can't say it, which means if you're not putting energy into the system, the system will decay. And so you brush your teeth, live in harmony with how health works best to keep them healthy. And level seven, as an understanding friend of God, you understand that if you get dental decay, it can lead to infection, it can undermine your health, which can undermine your usefulness to fulfill God's purposes. So you brush your teeth to be a good steward in fulfilling God's purposes. Now, did you notice, Charles, that at every level, teeth are being brushed? Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: But only—this is critical— only level five and above can be trusted. People brushing teeth or doing any behavior from level four or below still require oversight, supervision, some threat, some consequence, and if that isn't there, then they will quit doing it. Level five and above is the first level that a motive gets written on the heart that's larger than the
0: self. Is there a time in human development from birth until death, is there a time When you can jump from, say, four to five automatically? In other words, is the human brain incapable of operating above level four when it's young and totally capable at a certain time? So this is an interesting question. The the progression through these
1: levels is generally step-wise. You can't jump from level one to level seven. You can't do it. And this is very important because people can hear uh, lectures or read books about a purpose-driven life and wanting to uh, live for a higher purpose, fulfilling God's purpose, but if they actually don't understand love for other people, they don't understand God's principles and how he's constructed life to operate, and they're still operating at level four and below system of rules or reward and punishment, and they jump with that mindset into, I'm going to fulfill God's purposes, then they become abusers of other people. They become Mm. the Taliban. They become Mm. coercive. They want to put Sharia law in. They want to take hold of government and force people because they're fulfilling God's purposes because they misunderstand how God actually works. And so we have to progress in our understanding before we can actually
0: honestly fulfill God's purposes. So we can't jump or skip levels. I like the fact there that you said the teeth are being brushed at all levels, which means we can, as growing Christians, we can be God's children. We can be on the right side of the law from one through seven. It's just that after five, we begin to have more appreciation of our place with God. Am I right in saying that? We can behaviorally be right,
1: but if you understand the Christian Teaching and God's teaching in Scripture, the carnal heart is enmity to God. Yes, We yes. aren't truly set right with God until we experience a change of heart. It's called rebirth right. or recreation or circumstances of heart, many metaphors, but we have to have a change in heart. So a person without a change of heart can live levels one through four. It's, it's Phariseeism, it's legalism. Yeah. And so they can live those rules and they can abide by those rules and they will benefit from many of the behaviors. You eat the right food, you exercise. Exercise. You rest from uh, work each week and take a sabbatical off to spend time with God and family. You can get lots of the benefits because God has built those into how nature works, but if you're doing it out of a sense of fear of punishment, a sense of uh, obligation, then there actually is no heart change and you still remain in an unconverted state. So, no, I don't think we can really be a friend of God at level one through four. We have to transition to where we actually have fear and selfishness replaced with love for God and others in the heart, which is at level five. That's the transition from an unconverted behavioralist
0: to a converted person who seeks to love God and others more than self. What is the key, Dr. Jennings, to go from four to five? What, what is so lacking in this world that people find it hard to make that transition? A couple of things. One, most people don't know God. John
1: seventeen yeah. three. life eternal is that they might know you, the only true God. How is it you came to love your wife, or anybody is a friend or a close comrade that you love, you've loved them because you got to know love them, them and, they yes, were, and, yes. and they were worthy of your trust and love. Notice I said worthy of your trust. Your love is something you give, but trust is something that is uh, merited by trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. And so as we get to know God, we not only love him, but we come to trust him, and as we trust him, that's when we shift from living to watch out for ourselves, level four and below, to living to honor and love God, because we trust him with our lives and the outcome, and we experience a new power working in our hearts. But that only happens when we trust him and open our hearts, and that requires we get to know him. Why do people not know him? Because they've been taught a fraudulent Christianity that is based on level four and below views of the Bible. They're taught that God's law functionally is no different than our law, level four. It's a system of rules. God is the heavenly magistrate. He oversees it as a judge. He's keeping track of the misdeeds. It's writing down in record books in heaven. There's going to be a tribunal one day. He's going to see who's gotten a legal payment or who hasn't, and then he's going to punish those who don't have the payment. All of that is fraudulent. It's a lie that came out of Rome. The truth is that God is the creator, and his laws are the protocols upon which life are built. We, because of what we've inherited from Adam, are born with a heart condition that is at variance with God's design, And God has been working through Christ to set us right, to heal us, to restore us, to put his law in our hearts and minds again, which means we must first be one to trust, which means the truth about him has to set us free from these imperial lies so that we'll open the heart and be transformed. And that's when we really transition from level four to level five. Many religionists and churchgoers are stuck at level four observing the rules, but their hearts have never been changed.
0: Well, you know, Dr. Jennings, as you say that, my heart is thrilled by a statement that Christ made when asked a question by people who were living their lives in levels one through four, all the law and order type stuff and all the marketplace and social conformity and the rewards and punishment. They said, show us the Father. And Jesus. Created that bridge. He created that transition. And says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He was the bridge you walk across from level four to level five. Am I right in saying that? Well, you're exactly right. Yeah. One of his core missions yes. was to reveal the truth about God and how He functions.
1: Yeah. And you'll notice that the imperial penal substitutionary way of teaching about God destroys that teaching yes, because does. in that view we have a God who's authoritarian, judge who must inflict penalties, and now we have Jesus, our loving intercessor who stands between us and the father to plead his blood to his father so his father won't kill us. So now we have two different types of deities working against each other rather than you seeing The true character of God is revealed in Christ. How we transition these levels, it's adversities in life. That's why the Bible says, rejoice Mm, in your trials and tribulations, because they build character. It's when we have some problem in life that our current understanding, it doesn't make sense to us, that it drives us to our knees, it drives us to Scripture, we can wrestling out, and that causes us to advance and grow in our understanding and mature. These tribulations are not placed there by God as punishment, but we're allowed to experience the realities of life so that we can wrestle out and understand God and how he really works And that helps us mature and grow.
0: And we now know why Dr. Jennings calls his ministry Come and Reason. And by the way, listenercomeandreason.com is his website. Lots of good resources there. Check it out. You can listen to these programs, read his blogs. There's some videos to check out. Lots of good stuff. His books are available as as well. Comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, as always, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with our host, Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together.